This is Felix Dragsdale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about Ant-Man, a movie where the smartest, nicest, whitest ex-felon gets out of jail for committing the nicest grand larceny ever to use some amazing and implausible shrinking technology to commit more grand larcenies with the skill of controlling ants. Ant-Man originally came out in 2015. It is supposedly the sixth film of six in the Phase 2 era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but really it's like the first film in Phase 3. Whatever you say, Felix. (laughs) That's cool. Have you seen this movie before we saw it together? Unfortunately. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Somebody did not like this movie. That's surprising, considering how much you liked Age of Ultron. I loved Age of Ultron. (laughs) And how much you would sleep with, like, every single character in that movie. I'd sleep with Paul Rudd, but I would not sleep with Scott Lang. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Because he sucks. He's like a deadbeat dad. He's trying. I mean, sort of. Like, he has good intentions. Yeah. Like, I I mean, he loves his daughter. That's something, I guess. Uh But, like, he's still not a good father. (laughs) And, like, he sucks. His friends are all criminals and not in a fun way. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, Ant-Man sucks as a character. Like, what a dumb superhero. Okay, so we'll have some (laughs) things to discuss here. (laughs) I had not seen this movie before. No. I was I was shocked at how many ants there were in this movie. I yeah. thought it was just a comment on its size. Oh no, actual ants. Yeah, lots of lots of ants. I mean, actual. not actual ants. They're probably CG, but yeah. Okay, lots of ant ants, <laughs> computer graphic ants, but yeah. not just a metaphor. Mm-hmm. So, who's in this movie? You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. Okay, so who's in this movie? I'm going to put in Scott Lang, played by... Did you put Jack? I did, because that's who I thought he was at first. Because that's, that's what his name tag said. Oh, right. The first time I caught it. Mm-hmm. Played by Paul Rudd. Um, Hank who Pym. Plays, who plays the Ant-Man in this movie. True. Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas. Who also plays the Ant-Man in Flashback. Um, it's not really a flashback. What does that mean? Well, okay, you're thinking about the footage. It looks archival. No, he has a flashback to his wife dying. Oh, yeah, that's right. There is also there footage. There is an actual yes. flashback. I'm thinking about the first thing we see. Okay, that's true. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then uh, Pim's daughter. Hope Van Dyne? Yeah, her her last name is different. His wife's name was different. I guess so. According to the internet. Otherwise, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, according to this movie, her name is Janet. And in pictures, she has a very broad-brimmed sun hat and is looking down so you can never see her face. <laughs> I think so they hadn't can, cast Michelle Pfeiffer we yet. We can cast, <laughs> cast that in the future. Uh-huh. Um, also... And, and she's played by Evangeline Lilly of Lost Fame. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't watch that show. Oh, she's a lost. I just like her name. Oh. <laughs> um, Don't watch that show. It's terrible. I like that I in your notes, you put antagonist, but we're not a fan of my anthropologist <laughs> joke. 
Um, I don't know how to spell and also whatever. You're right. Usually I do put like something like baddies. But this time I did put antagonist. And you made an entomology joke. And the word is good joke. Entomology, the study of insects. Oh, wait. That is just how you spell antagonist, isn't it? Yeah. I assume it, did it was not, a pun. It did not underline. <laughs> and, but I usually do put something like baddies. So who is the antagonist? Uh, Darren Cross. Uh, Corey Stoll from House of Cards. Yeah, I didn't know that because I don't watch House of Cards. I did know that. He's also but, in... Um, but I did spend a lot of this movie thinking his name was Aaron Cross. You did. I mean, it might as well be. Also, I, what was his like bad guy name? It was like the Bumblebee or something stupid? Oh my gosh, the Yellow Jacket! You really did fall jacket. asleep during this movie. It's a dumb movie. Um. <laughs> it's not a, okay. It's not any dumber than other movies. And your favorite so far was Age of Ultron, which was pretty damn dumb. Age of Ultron's genius. Also, no, it's not. You even <laughs> said it had a dumb name. It. At least, like, points out that it's dumb in that scene with Hawkeye. Yeah, I did enjoy that part. Whereas this movie just wants me to, like, take it seriously that a man controls ants. Um, I have no comment for that. This movie was supposedly funnier than other movies, which I, I sort of agree with, but Nas at the same time sort of don't. It was like they went at it to be a comedy because Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful. Uh huh. Um, it's no Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll say that. It's more akin to Guardians of the Galaxy two. I'm not seeing Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy two, but could we at least get through the who's in this movie part? Sure. Okay. Scott Lang's family is in this. His ex-wife, Judy Greer, Maggie Lang. She's the best. Um, his daughter, who he calls Peanut a lot, but her her name is Cassie. Mm-hmm. And his ex-wife's new boyfriend, um, uh, Jim Officer Jim Paxton. He's he's a uh, police officer. Plays her asshat fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, some Shield and Avengers are in here. Peggy Cardwell, Carter, played by ha- Haley Atwell, aged up. Howard Stark is now played by John Slattery of Mad Men fame. Um, some dude named Mitchell Carson who gets his face slammed into a table and Sam Wilson the Falcon is in there for a a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we have cons and ex-cons. We have Peachy. Who's Peachy? Peachy's the guy who punches him in the face. When does this happen? At the very beginning of the movie. Oh, when he's in jail? When he's in jail, you get punched by Peachy before you're released. Mm -hmm. It's it's a goodbye race. You get punched by Peachy and then you get to punch Peachy. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Luis, which is everyone's favorite character. Uh huh. I disagree. Um, you disagree with uh, people having a favorite character being this guy, yeah. or you don't like this guy? If so, like Michael Pena, I get it, but like I don't find it funny. You know? Oh, I I like him, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, a guy named Kurt who is like. Uh, is that T.I. or the Russian one? That's the Russian one. Okay. He's played by a guy named David. I think he's then, in Bones? I don't know. 
Maybe. Okay. And then Dave. That's T.I. Is T.I. He shouldn't be in movies. Okay. He's also an actual ex-con and like got arrested for like arms possession on an airfield or something. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of random, but all right. Which brings us to my next category, (laughs) randoms. There is a man named Dale who manages a Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Um, A professional writer who is female and dates Louise's friend and Stan Lee, Mm -hmm. who plays a bartender. That's his cameo. I vaguely remember this. So, of those... One of them takes off their shirt one time. Yeah, not enough shirtlessness. And it was Paul Rudd when he was, like, training. Uh Uh-huh. Totally hot. Like, I wasn't expecting Paul Rudd to, like, get all muscular. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, Evangeline Lilly totally gives him the elevator, like, look up and down. Yeah. I bet she has a better body, though. She should have been shirtless instead. Um, Whatever. Okay. (laughs) He's cute. See, but that's the thing. I don't want Paul Rudd to be muscular. Like, he's, like, cute. I don't want him to try to be sexy. Um, okay, apparently you think you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't. Chris Pratt was cute. Then he got hot, and now he's a douchebag. Oh. I mean, I don't know him personally. Like, maybe he's still a nice person. He's very religious. Oh. But, like, in the films. <laughs> uh-huh. His character became a douchebag. Okay, so, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Lang. Uh-huh. Peter Quill. Uh-huh. And a third one that I have to think up yet. Oh, Dr. Aaron Cross. So he doesn't take his shirt off in this movie. I know, but I know what you that you know what he looks like yes. without his shirt. He takes his shirt off and his pants in House of Cards in like episode one of House of Cards. Oh, that's butt. fast. Yeah. Um, he's like fully naked and has a sex scene. I think I would, at this stage of the MCU... That we're at right now during Ant Man. Oh, now I'm now I am uh, regretting not putting uh, what's his face in there. Bruce Banner. Oh. <laughs> okay, keep going with my original people. Okay, uh, I would. I guess I would kill Paul Rudd. Um, um, uh, that was not an option. Okay, sorry, that Scott, was Scott Lang. Lang. <laughs> I'd kill Scott Lang. So you would kill the good guy. Yeah. Uh, Just so you can sleep with his hot body. I, I'd fuck with the the um, bumblebee or whatever the hell is. Yellow jacket, yellow jacket. <laughs> it's an item of clothing. It is a color, color clothing, color color clothing. It's not a jacket though. It's like a bodysuit. I know, but it is it is a insect metaphor. I know. <laughs> it's stupid though. Um, and then Mary Peter Quill, I guess, but like he'd be an awful husband. Okay. Yeah. He would be terrible. I mean, honestly, like, Scott Lang would probably be the best husband, but he's the only yeah. one that's divorced, so that's not really a good sign. <laughs> Sometimes things don't work out. I don't know. If I was married to Judy Greer, I think I'd try to make it work. She's funny. She, he's not married to Judy Greer. He's married to uh, Maggie Lang. Judy Greer plays herself in everything she's in. <laughs> okay. So, now we know that you would totally keep all the bad guys alive. Yeah. So, you can fuck them. No, I mean, like, I don't want 
Obadiah or like I don't even like that one with the bad hair that you think is hot from Iron Man 3. Oh, I do think he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> the only and bad guy hair. I would date are like Ultron. I wouldn't date this yellow jacket guy. I would just sleep with him. And probably just the ones. Um, like drunk. Um, who else is a hot bad guy? Oh, Black Panther because that's Michael B. Jordan. He's hot. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like it. None of the other bad guys are hot. Okay. Oh, well, Bucky, How, does Bucky count? Because yes. I would totally marry Bucky. <laughs> yes, he counts. Yeah, definitely marry the Winter Soldier, for sure. <laughs> okay. So you are all over the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. So Felix likes bad boys. All, like, that's always been true, though. Like, I feel like Maleficent should have won. Corella DeVille should have made her coat. I love puppies. Puppies. <laughs> I mean, like, oh I'm God. sure she could have found an alternative fabric, but at the end of the day, like, it's gonna be an animal either way. So why not puppies? <laughs> you know how long it's been I, since I've seen 101 Dal- Dalmatians. Also, are you talking about the original one that's cartoony or the like live action? I honestly couldn't differentiate them because I don't think I've seen them in decades. But like, because like, what else is she gonna make her coat out of? Glenn Close is fabulous in that movie, though. <laughs> she wears acrylic nails over gloves. Revolutionary, huh? That seems like that wouldn't work very well. But drag queens do it all the time now. And she had that long filtered cigarette. Oh my god, she's so stylish. <laughs> Should, should we talk about the plot of Ant-Man now? <laughs> Listen, 101 Dalmatians is a better movie than this one. <laughs> so, that is not, not true. <laughs> Welcome to Felix Dragsdale through 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> All right. So, okay. we're on Earth. Yeah, it doesn't say Earth. I just wrote that because it was still there from um, Gardens of the Galaxy or reminded me of Garland, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh. which also takes place on Earth in 1989. So does that mean that Paul Rudd and um, Star-Lord are the same age? No, because in 1989, Star-Lord gets kidnapped off of Earth, and then 1989 here, Pym just starts a company and quits S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's right. We don't actually see Scott. Yeah. What a boring name, Scott. I mean, like, Peter's not a great name either, but at least his last name is Quill. That's kind of interesting. Sorry. <laughs> so, the triskeleton is being built. Oh, which which my web guy told me we are totally mispronouncing. Are we? Yeah. How is it pronounced? Like triskelion. No. Yeah. It's the triskeleton. <laughs> yeah. It's one hundred percent the triskeleton. Um, when did they reference this? They. Like, it's, you can see it being built. In like the background? Yeah, it's like the establishing shot, and they're, like, building it. Oh. Uh-huh. I missed that. Yeah. And then uh, they're at a big conference table, and then behind the conference table is a big plaque thing that says, the Strategic Homeland Intervention Engagement Logistics Division. Such a stupid name. Um, I also... What you get when you're trying to make an acronym that sounds cool. Yeah. I did not realize it was supposed to be Peggy for, like, the full length of the scene until the very end. And I was like, is that supposed to be Peggy Carter? That's okay. I didn't realize it was supposed to be Howard Stark. 
There's another a-hole guy. And it's very distracting because you're mostly focused on like the weird digital de-aging of a... Michael Douglas. Yeah. Which is like, I think they're getting better at it because I remember them doing it to what's-his-face from Tron. And this was less distracting than that. That was really bad, yeah. And it helps that like, I think it helps when you're de-aging somebody who you would know what they look like. Like, And he's like actually acting. Yeah, like that looked like Michael Douglas at that age, at that time. Like romancing the zone, Michael Douglas. They do it later to um, Tony. Sense to me. Um, Oh boy. In I think the next movie actually in Civil War. And then um, they do it in that Star Wars movie, but he's dead. So it looks super weird. Oh yeah. So. I think honestly, like, it's like a conspiracy theory, but like would totally make sense that I feel like there's some other use to this like de-aging and up-aging technology that like Disney's just trying to like get the patent on and like perfect before anyone else can. So they're using these like multiple hundred million dollar movies as an excuse to just like practice this technology. Because <laughs> there's really no narrative reason that they need to do this. Okay. So uh, Pym quits S.H.I.E.L.D. because he learns that they're trying to replicate the Pym particle, which is Something that fuels his shrinking technology. So he quits S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. End of story. Can we can we skip on? Yeah. Okay. Ah, scene two. Getting out of San Quentin Penitentiary. I have a geography note here. So there really is, there's not really a San Quentin Penitentiary. It's really San Quentin State Prison. Okay. It's, it, it's on the San Francisco Bay. It has, it's the largest prison in the state of California. Its capacity, since you know how we love prison capacities, yeah. is 3,082, but really right now it's over capacity at 3,774 people. And that's not the highest it's ever been. It used to be in like 2013, even higher than that. Um, and it sits on the San Quentin P- Peninsula within the San Francisco Bay, which is what it's named after. How is that physically possible? What? To have over 700 too many people. You put them essentially in tents kind of outside. It's, and you put pe- more people in per cell than, than you need. That sounds super problematic. Yes, it is. That's why there's overcrowding in prisons in California. That's like, true. that's a huge problem. Are they the ones, or was that Washington or uh, Oregon? I think it was Oregon. Might have been Cal. No, it was Oregon. Somewhere they just voted to let all of the people that are in jail for marijuana possession out. Um, yeah. So is San Quentin near Alcatraz or Azkaban, as you call it? <laughs> Everything is Azkaban to me. <laughs> um, yes, as in um, Alcatraz is in the middle of San Francisco Bay, and um, and this is in in like on the bay but it's mm. a really big bay okay like it's not small down by the bay where the watermelons grow and then um once he gets out we see that they're driving toward the Golden gate bridge but that's not like geogra- geographically like accurate where mm. they would actually be driving so just a little note about good old geography um so uh, paul rudd is in a fist fight with Peachy in prison, but it's a friendly fist fight. Apparently, you get punched by Peach on your release day from p- prison, um, and then he gets. Oh, then he then you get to punch him back. Yeah, yeah. So he punches him back and is like, 
you giant black guy didn't even move. And he's like, what if I come at you from the other side? And then he, like, he paints a punch from that side and then punches him again and then gets him to move a little bit. But basically, he doesn't get, like, much out of that no. punch. And he gets picked up from his cellmate, Luis, who, um, who is the only guy to, like, actually knock out PG on his release date from, yeah. from uh, jail. Um, I will say that. Where we learn that he's good at punching. I don't. You don't like punching. I don't like. You don't like prison. I don't like. You I'm don't not getting the comedy. Of being punched? Of this movie. <laughs> like already. Okay. Like was that just supposed to be like a character building moment for when he punches that guy later? Um, I think it's supposed. I think it's supposed to be funny because it's. Not what you expected. Mm. It's you know like it's set up like this is a serious like we're we're in a circle with a bunch of prisoners like this is really bad like you're standing across from like a big black dude you're like nervous <laughs> like you are totally gonna get your ass whipped and it turns out you're getting out of jail today yeah like it's the juxtaposition of that sounds like the prison guards are not doing a very good job well they have a uh, <laughs> seven hundred extra prisoners to look after. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> and that, like so, it's like that's that's what I I get out of it. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, he is picked out uh, up by a cellmate um, who hooks him up with a place to stay. It's the Milgram Hotel, which has always got a pumping party downstairs. Um, and uh, Luis had lots of ha- bad things happen while he was in jail. His girlfriend left him. His mom died, um, and his dad got deported, but he got the van. Yeah. Which is like this beige-like thing with this weird window. Mm-hmm. Want to make any comments on that van? Sucks. I think, <laughs> it sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it comes up in the second movie. I will say, like, I went into Ant-Man and the Wasp wanting to hate it because I didn't like this movie, but uh, it's much funnier. Okay. And just like a better narrative in general. And the bad guys. Yeah. Um, also sucks, but like it's Lawrence Fishburne's involved, so it's a little better. I don't know. Yeah, like one of the things I think that happened during this movie is the original writer of this movie um, was Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a... Creative differences. Yeah, and like Edgar Wright is very is very funny, but it's a much different way. And so in the exchanging of hands... I think, like, some of the Edgar Wright funny comes through, but, like, it's not executed in the same way Mm -hmm. you would have, and so it kind of loses some of the same tone, along with the fact that he really wrote it to be a standalone movie instead of part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. movie, movie universe, series. Yeah. Um, And so then you're trying to, like, shove this kind of square peg in a round hole and like you gotta whittle some stuff away and then things don't quite make sense mm-hmm. so that may be part of it i know people who really really like this movie everyone like loves this movie favorite one that's they're incorrect they're <laughs> well that's coming from a man who loves aldron and would totally <laughs> i would just make out with those metal lips all day long <laughs> totally make out with them and that's your favorite movie that's not my favorite Civil War is my Are favorite. You, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I know that's next on the, <laughs> on the talk. Well, 
Yeah. So I, mean, I think uh, Civil War is my favorite. I don't. So the ones that I genuinely like are Civil War and Spider Man and the first Iron Man, and then the ones that I like ironically like are Age of Ultron and well, Infinity War was pretty good. I don't know where that one stands for me. It's there's a lot happening there. Guardians one I like. Guardians two I don't like very much. I haven't seen that, but let's we'll get let's, there. We'll get there. Um, however, uh, Scott Lang thinks he's going to be just fine getting out of jail, and he does. He has a master's degree <laughs> in electronic engineering, which um. Like, this brings up so much stuff for me from a policy standpoint. So, I think there's so much to talk about, about how hard it is for, like, ex-cons to actually get jobs and actually find housing. Because there is so much discrimination against them. So, it's Mm -hmm. no wonder that so many of them re-offend because you just, like, it's so hard. Yeah. I Um, mean, like, but that's like a trade. You become an electrician, right? That's what that is, right? No. This is electrical engineering. So this is this is an engineer. So you're you're designing electrical systems like for computers. Oh. And you're in the San Francisco Bay Area where so you get a job Silicon. at Google. <laughs> yeah, but first you have to yeah. Yeah, so like He's you too old. <sighs> <laughs> okay. I saw that internship movie. <laughs> I see you do learn things from movies. <laughs> Not always the right lessons, but yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, he ends up getting a job at Baskin Robbins where he has that Jack name tag, which is why I thought his name was Jack for the first, ha- first you know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. I only noticed the Dale name tag. Yeah, but his manager is named Dale, who totally fires him because he is an ex-con, and I can't figure out if he has a temporary name tag or he actually like lied on his application and said, "I am Jack." Um, Isn't but, that illegal to fire someone for being an ex-con, or is it fine because he lied? Um, it's fine because he lied. It's mm-hmm. he's being fired because he lied on his application. Normally, you never get hired in the first place. That's too bad. Yeah. But also, like, not really, because, like, that's too bad for criminals who, like, don't actually commit serious felonies, but, like, he committed a serious felony purposefully. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, if you commit a serious felony purposefully, like, there still is, like, there's no rehabilitation for that. Oh, yeah, because that's the American justice system for you. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I meant, why, why this movie brings up a bunch of, like, policy questions in the background. You know what movie brings up a lot of policy questions in the background? Um, the next <laughs> one. Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like they're not super in the background and that's all you wanted to talk about ever since I was saying like what, like Captain America or Iron Man 2 yeah, probably. or the, the original Avengers. Because you've been asking me who side I would be on on this like yeah. hypothetical fight. Well, I'm interested to see like where I stand. Because like when like I mentioned in the last episode, when I first saw these movies, I really hated Captain America. I was like fully against him, and I was always on Tony Stark's side. But now that I've like warmed up to Captain America, and like like his character a bit more, so I think the lesson for people is always put your cutest boy on your poster. Yeah, that's a good lesson. <sighs> that's advertising one on one, really. <laughs> 
kind of is. <laughs> it's 2013 sex sells. Meanwhile, this is a real problem. True. For, for real people in the real American justice system, not just in a superhero world. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. So basically, he gets fired from Baskin Robbins. Oh, but his crime was that he burgled the company he used to work for that he got fired from vista because he uh, was essentially a whistleblower like windows vista no no the company is called uh, vista windows vista was made by microsoft corporation (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they were overcharging their customers by millions so he he like broke in and hacked in and gave back the customers all the money that they had been overcharged and then drove the like CEOs Bentley into his pool. Yeah, that's called capitalism. Um get used to it. Yeah, but there should be um laws that protect whistleblowers and then that's a whole Was he really problem. a whistleblower? That's what it's that's what Dale says when he fo- when he fires him, he says that's a really cool crime when the summary was you were a whistleblower and got fu- fired. But, like, they have to be doing something illegal for him to be a whistleblower. They have to be doing something unethical for him to be a whistleblower. All of capitalism is unethical. I don't agree with that statement. <laughs> I think this is why you, like Ultron, cannot see the difference between good and evil okay. and destroying Okay, you can universe. say that, like, overcharging someone, like, $20 is ethical, but overcharging someone a million dollars is unethical if they can afford it. I cannot say anything about this theoretical <laughs> fictional crime and theor- th- theoretical fictional universe that does not actually exist also, that I don't know the actual details it's about. It's not burglary. If he stole cards, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you do not know the penal code. <laughs> I know Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you know a video game. <laughs> I actually, I do. It's Grand Theft because it's over $1,000? Or $10,000? One of the two. I don't care. And if it was a Bentley, it was definitely over $10,000. So it's definitely Grand Theft. Or... or <laughs> Well, he didn't steal it. He left it on his property. He just destroyed it. So that's vandalism. He had to steal it to destroy it. You had to move it around to destroy it. You didn't steal it. (laughs) If he got into the car without proper keys, that's theft. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) because later when he goes into a house to return something, that isn't theft. (laughs) Is breaking and entering? (laughs) Yes, it is. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> he's a criminal. He's a criminal. He should well, have his hands the, cut off. He's the nicest criminal. Doing the nicest crime. Uh, for me, I... The super coolest crime, according to Baskin Man- Robbins' manager. I follow after Coco Peru, who says that thieves should have their hands cut off. And I, people who spray paint. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And that person sounds like an a <laughs> She's a drag queen. Okay. <laughs> Number. He So, after he gets fired from Baskin Robbins, so he gets a, um, a free smoothie, though. Oh, that makes it all better. Yeah. And Dale says he'll just, he'll look away. He'll pretend he didn't see it. Okay. So, we're moving through this plot super slowly because we are, like, more than half an hour in. There's not much to it, though. 
There is super much to it. Is there? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I will. Okay, let's go. So at Pym Industries slash mm-hmm. being renamed Cross Industries, mm-hmm. Dr. Hank Pym is retired but comes in to see an announcement. Darren Cross is in investigating a technology that can reduce the distance between atoms and like a legendary Ant-Man. He's renaming the company Cross Technology because he put it on the little like model of the new building. Um, shows some like what probably is shield like historical footage or is made to look like that. Um, and introduces a new thing called the yellow jacket. It's a color plus an item of clothing, Felix. The bumblebee. Okay, you wear your bumblebee outside in the snow. Um, the video that adver- introduces and advertises it says that it is an amazing tool in the quest for a simpler t- time. This is like this is where I think it's supposed to be funny, but doesn't hit its mark. Because what it what it basically says, or what it says, because I transcribed it, is we live in an era in which weapons we use to protect ourselves are undermined by constant surveillance. It's time to return to a simpler age. And this thing is just like, number one, like surveillance, 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 because it's tiny and I advertise it as like being able to do surveillance, like corporate espionage. Mm -hmm. And, and do like crazy shit, like execute diplomats. So it's like an assassination like suit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a simpler time when we, no, it's like, it's less of a simpler time. It's like crazy. Well, it's like suggesting like going back before all this red tape when you can just kill people. <laughs> there has never been a time where you could just kill people. You could medieval okay. times. Okay. It, okay. No. It's like the common like mantra of like the NRA and like. Okay. So the, okay that arms dealers. <laughs> yeah. So that's like low level people, but what they're essentially suggesting is like killing high level people. Yeah. And that's something that people are going to retaliate against. Yeah. But they can't retaliate if you're small and ant-sized. We're not going to to talk about this anymore <laughs> because it's stupid. <laughs> and this is something that I think was supposed to be funny, but just missed its mark. Yeah. So, do you think it was supposed to be funny? I mean, like, kind of. I mean, it's a little funny. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was like a commentary on like our current political like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Concerned um, guy Frank says, so it's a suit. But then he says, I'm concerned what our enemies could do with this. And then, and then Evangeline slash Hope, the daughter, tells her father that they can't shrink a person yet. So, but they're getting closer. So then we learn that she's like a corporate spy for her dad. Yeah. You but know. she does actually hate her dad. So, like, yes. her cover that she hates her dad is kind of true. Yes. But she's still working for him. Yes. Um, the One of the other guys is totally in. He's the guy who originally wanted to uh, uh, replicate the pin particle back in the S.H.I.E.L.D. flashback in 1989. And... 
also so Pim like hates um Tony Stark and like Howard. I think he's just jealous because like they're very arrogant and like narcissistic. So yes, they, they like I told agree with that. <laughs> so they told everyone about their inventions and like that's why they're billionaires. And okay. Pim like kept his secret because he didn't want it to fall into the wrong hands, which happens in every Iron Man movie. And that's why he's not as rich as them. And that's why his company's being taken over by a bald guy. Which, like, so did Stark Industries with Obadiah, but, like, he fixed that eventually. Yeah, but doesn't this get fixed, too, with the I bald guy? Yes, but, like... And also, he gets plenty rich. I mean, he's rich, but, like, he's not Tony Stark rich. Yeah, but also, his father didn't found the company, so he didn't inherit something. That's true. And also, once you're a certain amount of rich, you're doing fine. Are you? Should we look at your bank account? <laughs> I mean, like, he didn't seem, like, rich to me. Like, he seemed, like, upper middle class. Like, I can afford to live in the San Francisco Bay in a house that, like, costs a million dollars, but should only cost, like, 20000 Uh Well, no, his house is kind of nice, but still not, like, super nice. Like, San Francisco is just absurdly overpriced. Yes, it is. Um, but, like, that was it. Like, he didn't have any, like, fancy, like, buildings or anything like that. I mean, there's other like, than his fancy building <laughs> that was being fancy... renamed and taken away from him. Yes, yes. But so that's he didn't a own it. Issue. So he obviously wasn't that rich. Corporate takeover. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Happened to like that doesn't matter how rich you are. The same thing happened to Tony Stark. Do but that was because he was an alcoholic. Iron Man. No, it did not have to do with because he was an alcoholic. That's because he. Showed everybody he was crazy and not interested in making money and took his public company public and had investors. Yeah. But I, I doubt that happened to Pim. Also, I'm confused. Like, like what did Pim invent? Did they ever say? No. Like, what his company does? No, they definitely do not. Okay. Because, uh, no, they don't. Because okay. in my mind, I was thinking that he was like the scene in the beginning was him trying to leave that company, not Shield. But then I was like, that doesn't make sense, right? It had to have been Shield. It was Shield. And they had a big plaque on the on the wall. So then his company just like appeared. So he left Shield, and then he founded his company, and then he made a big company. But he didn't found it around the Pym particle. Obviously, no, he did it around something else, which they don't explain. Okay. Just like they don't explain lots of stuff. Okay. So, scene, birthday something party. much pleasanter. Scott Lane goes to his, his daughter's birthday party. Yeah. And she's, he's not supposed to be there because he has a restraining order? No. He's just, he was not invited. Okay. And he's not paying child support at this point because mm. he just got out of jail. Which seems fair. Fair that he he shouldn't be expected to pay child support at this time, yeah. or that he well, I mean, it has. Party. It seems like it's been a while because he was working at Baskin Robbins, so maybe he should be. Yeah, I don't know. He gives her an ugly little rabbit doll thing. Oh my god! But she loves it and says it's so <laughs> ugly, and I love that reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a great. Script writing, yeah. great a great performance by that child actor. She's the most interesting character in the movie. The daughter, yeah. 
at least in the second one. I like her in that one. Oh, she comes back in the second one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, in this one, she's pretty darn good. Like, especially for being, like, a small child mm-hmm. who likes stuffed animals and a thing that's, like, really ugly and says, you're my bestest friend. <laughs> I still don't like her as much as the little boy from Iron Man 3, though. That's okay. I like her more than that little boy. So, <laughs> whatever. And then they have some, conver- like, adult conversations outside the house. Um, and uh, we meet the, the new boyfriend who is a, a cop. And as he's leaving, he's taking, like, the, the funny beige van with the round windows in the back. And he honks the horn, which makes the, the, funny, the funny song. Please sing it, Felix. The horn sound. I got nothing. <laughs> kind of like that. Like the mariachi song? Or maybe I'm just singing the mariachi <laughs> song. It's something like that. Oh, a cucaracha? Very, it's very distinctive. Okay. I don't remember this. And it makes, it makes his I remember him like sticking his tongue out at her. Oh, it definitely, he definitely honks the horn because okay. it's funny too. Okay. But I definitely just sang like the Kudukaraka <laughs> song, don't I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Going on, I, I put it, in, I put the, all these things in the antics of Dr. Cross. Doctor. Oh, yeah, what Dr. the hell? Darren Cross murder. What? He just like. Vaporizes this guy and turns him he into goo. Vaporizes the guy. He has like a shrink gun. And oh, is he, that what that was? Yeah, and he shrinks the guy, and then he into says, goo. "We still have some work to do because they're not very good at at shrinking live subjects yet." But it's the guy from the yeah from the show where he was like, "I have some concerns about this," and he was like, "Here, I'll shrink you," and then. And then turn you into goo and then throw that goo in the, the toilet. Yep. Um, he also has a dinner with Hope where he gives a speech about how they should be grateful that Hank's failures as a mentor forces them to spread their wings so that they're so great now. Yeah, um, I hated the scene because... I, I, I hated the scene because it was not clear to me whether... Dr. Cross was making a pass at Hope, whether they were already in some weird, like, I think they were dating company relationship because they were definitely drinking champagne. It was very, like, weird business slash relationship, and it was not clear what it was to me. I think they were dating, but also that he was, she was his assistant, but also like an executive. I don't know. Because she shouldn't have been his assistant. Exactly. She would have been an executive. Yeah. It feels strange. Like, maybe she's, like, the vice president and just has to, like, do whatever he says. But, no, she's on the board, I think. She is on the board. They said. So, that makes even less sense. Because then she'd be his boss, technically. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, like, an equal partners thing, but also maybe they were dating. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I didn't like it because he, like, that was the scene that pointed out, like, how broad that character is. And, like, not necessarily that the guy's a bad actor. I've never seen him in anything remarkable, but... Like, it was just very boring. Like, it was just very broad strokes. Like, oh, I'm a narcissist, but, like, not in an interesting way. And I run an evil company. Like, that's what I got Uh from that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
They also do some uh, some testing with the like the large version of the shrink ray on some lamps. All oh, right. And Hope is like, I thought we were testing this on mice, and he was like, Who cares? But really, <laughs> which I agree. I I agree. It doesn't matter, but like the just thing like is, the Dalmatians. <laughs> the thing is, mice are much less expensive, especially That's when true. your shit isn't working. That's true. Also, they're smaller, so it's like less goo to clean up. I bet. Yeah, yeah. They're easier to house. They're cheaper to feed. Yeah. You don't have to have somebody walk in a lamb all the time. <laughs> I think the lamb thing was like referencing like cloning, like the science that they do and on the, lambs and the. Dolly the sheep? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought they were putting in something cuter, so it seemed eviler. On the Jurassic World game, you can feed lambs to the carnivores. Okay. Side note. (laughs) Unrelated. Um, Yeah. So then, Luis is like pestering scott the whole time that he's been out to like take this new job and scott's like no i'm getting clean like a new new heist job a new yeah. stealing job and he's like no i'm getting clean and then eventually he's like well i can't see my jo- daughter unless i have money to pay child support and have an apartment for her to like come over to so he's like i need money so yeah i'll say yes to this job and so he says i have to do it but Tell me about how you found out about this job because it needs to be airtight. And so Luis tells this long story about who he found out about it from and involves like three people and the first pair of boobs he ever touched. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the bit. The bit is that he he includes all the wrong details. Yeah, and they do it like several times. I like that. And then they act it out. Um I like that they match up like his voice to the people acting out the bits. Yes. So it looks like they're saying it like in his voice. That's funny. Yeah. But like they feel very long and like I don't so like the art of the callback is like one of the most difficult but like most rewarding comedic things like if you can pull it off but I feel like most people just think that like doing a joke over and over again counts as a callback and it's not it's a cheap way to get laughs and they're usually not real laughs Uh uh-huh but you know that's just me so do you think this is a callback because they're telling the same joke over and over again yeah like i i would like i think it would be funnier if they only did it one time rather than like the two or three times that they do it and then like do it again in the sequel which they do um that would be funnier to me than just like doing it over and over again See, I don't see it that way, but that's also because I liked it better because <laughs> I like his his weird attention to detail mm-hmm. because I also speak in that weird kind of way. <laughs> that's true. So do you get irritated at me for telling things with the wrong type of detail? Cause, no, because you're not doing it to be funny. Yeah, well, Luis is not doing it to be funny either. Yes, he is. He, character written by a comedic screenwriter. His uh, his character, the screenwriting is. Yeah. That's what I take issue with. Okay, so you take issue with the the writing. I like the I like the character idea and I like the uh, the like actually acting it out and I like when he talks about what he likes with like the talking about the rosé and talking about <laughs> the, like that art that he likes later, things like that. Mm-hmm. And like the the 
um, the, 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 the girl with the boobs. I mean, like, I mean, she's not a girl anymore. She's a woman. <laughs> Who? Emily, the, the housekeeper. Oh, right. The first pair of boobs he ever touched, which I assume was when she was pre 18, because I'm like, I'm guessing that they were both not, they were both touching boobs or having boobs touched before they were 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Because that seems like a detail somebody would actually add. Yeah. You just told me about a freaking, like, what you can feed your dinosaurs in a game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A detail somebody would actually add. Mm-hmm. Although it was kind of a waste of time in a movie. Mm, sure. But this one was actually funny. Yeah. Okay. So, the moral of the story is that, not the moral, but the point, is that uh, there's an old rich man... Who has a, a safe? Who has a who has a really nice safe? He has a nice house, and he's going to be gone for a whole week. Yeah. So he's like, okay. And it's the housekeeper who knows about the safe. So he's like, okay, seems good. So they do it. They do some preparation for it, where they take out the telephone wire so that he's they like doing parkour up the side of this three story like home. Parkours <laughs> up the side of the yeah. I was like. Pal Rudd is very good at climbing <laughs> parkour. I don't know what that was Elec- about. Electronics and hacking through fingerprint locks. Yeah. As well, once he gets through the fingerprint lock, then there is like a big old like person size, like actual like steel safe in there. And mm-hmm. then he freezes that. So he's also good at that stuff. So he's, he's like a safe cracker. Yeah. I mean, he does have a master's degree in electronic engineering and that involves probably a, a fair amount of like physics knowledge in general so it kind of makes sense but like he's very good and resourceful yeah um once he gets inside there is only a only a motorcycle suit yeah they were like really harping on how it was only a motorcycle suit and why would he keep just that in the safe and like i'm like that looks like an expensive motorcycle suit and like the helmet's very fancy and also, he's an inventor, which, like, I feel like you would know if you did your research. So, yes. like, um, yeah. And uh, and Hank is watching via a bug. Yes, like a literal ant. Yes, with a camera on it. Yeah, but you expect if you have a safe that big, you're going to have a bunch of money or jewels in it, and if you have a motorcycle suit. It's not helpful to like keep it locked away in the basement in two sets of safes, especially if you want to go motorcycling, because you want to keep it in your closet near the door. And also, not many people are going to be interested in stealing that because they're not your size. Yeah, because you have to be very specific about like. Which is another thing that confused me because he wears it, so that means that like they have to be the same size. Yeah. Unless they use like the pin particles to shrink and enlarge the suit. Yeah, to fit. I. I don't remember them standing next to each other, so I don't remember how tall they were, respectively. But, like, I would imagine that Michael Douglas has gained some weight since he was running around being the Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul Rod takes it and then goes home, and then he eventually tries it on in the bathroom because he's sharing a hotel room with three other guys. Mm-hmm. Kurt, the Russian one. Dave, the T.I. one. <laughs> And Louise, the funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts on the suit 
And then he ends up shrinking in the bathtub. And then Michael Douglas talks to him and calls him Scott, which like surprised me because I thought his his name was Jack up until this <laughs> point in the, the movie. Uh, and it gives him a, a trial by fire or water because his roommate comes in and starts filling the bathtub and also getting naked. <laughs> getting naked in his leg. And then he slips through the cracks in the floor and goes to the party where he has to avoid a bunch of people's feet, dancing feet, and spilling drinks and record scratching and then gets uh vacuumed up but not covered in any dust or hair and mm-hmm. then sniffed by a rat and thrown out a window by a mousetrap which i was like that would not like actually go through that window because like windows don't break that easy mm. um, well he's like a bullet i mean he's small like a bullet but he's not traveling as fast as a bullet well so i'm not going to explain this right because I hate physics and it's fictional physics, but yeah, it's absolutely physical. Um, fictional physics. The way they explain it is something to the effect of when he shrinks to that size, he maintains the mass that he has at his normal size. Which okay, I have so many problems with this because, like, I understand what they're trying to do because they're trying to like mash it all together and be like, you still have the same amount of energy that you do and the same amount. Of- but if that was true, you know, like you would be, you wouldn't be able to like run up somebody's shoulder and have them not notice because that would be like having a full grown man <laughs> yes, standing on your shoulder and you would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. My shoulder is really heavy. Like, let me like <laughs> loosen up my muscle. Either I've got like a really tight knot in my shoulder or like something's going on and, or, or, you're running up somebody's pants and you're like, why is somebody pulling my pants down? You know, like. Yeah. And like they stick to it when he gets big in the later movies. Like um, I watched this whole video about how the science would work. Um, but like it would. basically it like wears him out. Like it makes him tired because like his bodily functions aren't processing at that size the way that they would um, for when he's normal size. Um, so that is semi-realistic, I guess. Um, Because, like, elephants. But there's a whole thing about it. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) it it all doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he falls out the window. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be, like, yeah, have the energy. Anyway. Um, And lands on this car and makes a little, like, ding in it. And then the driver's like, what? And then he explodes back to his normal size. Yeah, it was like, oh, there's hail. And then it was like, full man size and he's like oh there's a man on the car hot hail (laughs) 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 see that's a callback yeah but (laughs) it's funny to me (laughs) because like i was here for it i listened to that episode it's our best episode (laughs) so go back and listen to the episode (laughs) where we talk about phase one and i am my pick flash gordon (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, he he goes and puts the suit back in the house. He breaks in, puts the suit back, and then he gets arrested outside uh-huh. um, at the at the police station. Doctor Pym poses as his la- lawyer, and we learn that he can control the ants because he's controlling the ants on the. Um, security camera in the lawyer discussion room. Yeah. 
I guess. Is this what you call that room? An interrogation room. Yeah. Um, and then he says, Maggie was right about you. The moment things get hard, you turn right back to crime. I did not like this one because to me that meant uh, Dr. Prim knows Maggie. And she's <laughs> the one who suggested it. <laughs> right. To you, it meant he's spying on Maggie through the ants. Yeah. And I was like, everybody's spying on everybody. Well, like, like, I what? think he was That's just spying helpful. on Scott. And then Maggie said that to Scott. At the birthday party. But I didn't see her say that to Scott. I, was, th- I think that she That seems did. like something that she would have said to, to uh, Asset Fiance. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. So then she, he breaks out of jail by using the suit because Pim tells him to. And riding an ant with wings. Yeah. Okay. Antony. No. That's not Antony? No. Is, is, this ant has a number because there's lots of ants. But this is where we have to make a note that, generally speaking, only male ants will have wings. Mm-hmm. Some female ants will also have wings. Those are generally just the queens. But it depends on the species of ant. But almost all ants are, I want to be like, almost all ants are female, but their males are very rare mm. within the ant world. Yeah, all like all the regular ants you see, those are all female wor- worker ants. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, because like the male ones are just there to like get the queen pregnant, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're the ones that, with the wings. They're the ones that can fly because they're the ones who fly out to start new colonies mm-hmm. with the queen. Who also has wings for that purpose of starting a new colony of ants or bees. Or it's wasps. interesting that like there are other species that like genu- genuinely do have like biological delineators for royalty but like humans don't even though we claim to um, like if there was a human that had wings and he was like I'm king I'd be like okay <laughs> that makes sense so think of it more as we have these royal languages for the, where we we describe rulers mm-hmm and then we take that language and we apply it to animals. Well, I mean, like, obviously she's not actually, like, royalty, but, like, she does hold a place in the, like, biology of that species that is different than the rest of them. Yes. But it would be like, it would be like, you're like, I'm king and I have wings. And then you'd be like, and I'm queen and I have wings. And we would all, and everybody else would be like, um, I'm sterile. <laughs> that like it's completely different. Sorta. Yeah, it's completely different. But like she gets to be in charge. No, she doesn't. All she does is lay eggs. <laughs> doesn't she like? Doesn't she give orders yeah. through through her magical bee communications? <laughs> no, not magic. Like antennas. Through her antennas? No, they are not like. As intelligent as people. Oh, and, and so coordinated, but. They're following scent trails. Oh, that's boring. Listen, I, all I saw was B-movie and A Bug's Life. And okay, well, I, I saw Ants, but it's not a good movie. I have seen neither of those. You've never or, seen wait, A Bug's no, Life? No, I've seen A Bug's Life. I forget which one I've seen. Or maybe I've seen Ants and not A Bug's Life. Anyway. That's a mistake. I've seen one of them, not the other one of them. I don't remember anything that happens in it, so that's probably why I can tell you which one is I which. I guess I know what our next movie is going to be. <laughs> and 
and whatever. I'm going to watch a bug's life. No. Flick. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, yeah, it's it's all just words. Sure. B movies all just B puns. That's the whole movie. Okay, so let's not let's not watch that. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> it's better than this movie. It's not. This has ants in it. Bees are so much better. I do love bees, but I don't love bee puns. Why? Why was Why was Seinfeld in this bee movie? He's the main character. Um, what did he do? Did he hang around the hive and have sex with the queen? No. And fertilize like, the eggs? He was like, he's a bee, but he doesn't want to be a bee. He then that doesn't like, make any sense. He wants to like basically be a human. And so like, well, because at first he wants to be because a worker bee, like and go out and pollinate the flowers. But they're like, you're born into your role. Like I said, biologically, yes. they're different. And he's like, I don't agree with that. So he goes out and he falls in love with a human woman. <laughs> and... Then okay, he, no, he no, discovers we're, okay, that, we're, no, we're, that we're humans are using honey for their own commercial gain, and he files a lawsuit against the human race. It's a great movie. <laughs> you know how many movies I've watched with you that I hate, <laughs> and we finally come to one that I actually sort of like because it has a bunch of ants in it. <laughs> And you can't help but bring up every single other movie you possibly can. With bugs. I don't care. You like bugs. I like bugs. No. No. I don't want to hear your hands. I'm done. Okay. Okay. So, Scott Lang Mm -hmm. puts the suit bag, gets arrested, escapes by riding on a male winged ant. Mm Mm-hmm. In the in the tiny suit, and then he fall, then he passes out on the ant, and then wakes up in a bed wearing somebody else's pajama, and having a mean looking woman with a mean looking wig on her head staring at him, who is Hope Van Dyke Van Dyne, Dine. <laughs> and he's surrounded by ants, and he's surrounded by <laughs> big ants that apparently have like the most painful bite. Totally in the world. true. This is called a, a bullet ant. They are a four on the Schmidt pain index. There's like one other one other wasp that kind of rivals them for that top spot. But it's 24 hours of um, pain that like feels like you've been you've been a shot, and people like oh. go into convulsions. Like that it's that. Fun. It's that painful. Yeah, it was really like. How is it like poisonous or venomous rather? Yes. Interesting. Like it has to do with your sodium ion channels, I believe. But yeah. See, bugs suck. They're super interesting. They just want to cause you pain. They don't be want to creepy cause and gross. you pain. And crawl they just on you. want you to not step on them. Well, don't be small then. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So he wakes up, don't stick, uh, don't step on him. He comes downstairs. He learns the uh, the plot of the movie and Dr. Pym's history and plan. We uh, also d- learned that it was actually Hope that called the police on him. Yeah, but we don't learn that till later. Really? Yeah. I thought we learned that now. Oh, I don't know. I remember learning it later. Um, Dr. Pym is able to control the ants and have them uh, put sugar in his tea. Um, Gross. 
He learned that the atomic shrinking technology was too dangerous, so he quit S.H.I.E.L.D. and founded his own company. He took on his, uh, as his assistant the son he never had, which is totally sad for his actual daughter. Mm-hmm. But that's Darren Cross, now the like head of the company or co-head of the company with Hope, whatever that is. Um, Darren wants the PIM protocol and is becoming the, vi- the villain. Hope voted to let Cross take over the company, um, was the deciding vote on the board of directors, but Hope came back to Dr. Hank Pym when she realized how close Darren Cross was to actually getting the Pym particle and shrinking people, and says, uh, Scott Lang, you must defeat him using your parkour abilities and the Ant-Man suit because ants can lift up to 50 times their body weight, which is not, not what this set- suit does. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why he mentions that. I mean, like, it's true, but, like, that suit does not give you the power to lift 50 pro- times your own body weight. It, it does, though. No, it doesn't. It does. And also, 50 times your own body weight when you're that small is not that much. He maintains his body weight. No, he doesn't. He can lift because... cars. No, he can't. Oh, when he gets big. Oh, Okay. He does not get big in this movie. That's true. It does not give you the power of an ant. The <laughs> the power to control ants comes from this like hearing aid piece yeah, that you like. Oh, it's so stupid. Yes. <laughs> this movie's so dumb. Yes. Um, yeah. So then, um, yes, the best question of all time: Why not just call the Avengers? <laughs> um. I think this is a very good answer. And he says, I spent half my life keeping this technology out of Stark's hand. First meaning Howard Stark. And he sure isn't going to hand it over to Iron Man because it's not some stupid Iron Man suit. It's more powerful than that. Let's be honest. Iron Man suit's cooler. Okay. Iron Man can fly. That's true. Why not use the ants? The answer is they're ants. They need a leader. Why not use Hope? Because Pim says so, and she's, she's too close to cross or something. Why not wear it herself? And then he gives a speech about how he disappointed his daughter and he, and that um, Scott should be a, the hero his daughter thinks he is. And uh, it turns out it also kind of like fries your brain after a while. Also, I just want to point out that like Michael Douglas is old now. Yeah, I think... And you need to, like, be totally ripped to wear that suit effectively. They're, like, alluding to the fact that, like, he's afraid that what will happen to what happened to his wife would happen to his daughter. Yes. And he doesn't want to lose her. But, like, he never comes out and says that outright. And it's just, like, an objective fact that she brings up multiple times that she is more competent and qualified to be doing this than Scott is. Yeah. Yeah, like, it has to be hard to be Hope because, like, her mother's kind of jackass. Yeah. Um, and then he says that, Pim says that if he if Scott helps him, he guarantees that he can see his daughter. Um, and then he says, my days of breaking in and stealing shit are over, except that he's like, what can I do? And he says, break in and steal some shit, which is what they do. So the plot of the movie is it's a heist movie. I think that line was written for the trailer. Yeah. Um, stakes are getting higher. The cops, including boyfriend, fiance, asset, uh, realize that the fake lawyer is Dr. Pym. And there's like something fishy going on, especially because he escaped from uh, jail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Cross successfully shrinks one of those lamps. He probably ate it. Um, it makes more sense to eat it when it's full size rather than be like, it's an insect and here's a bunch of bones. Oh. <laughs> That's so great. Okay. Training montage. Also, like... Oh, okay. On the one hand, yes, I can see how this technology could be used for evil because, like, all technology could be used for evil. But, like, if you can shrink and grow animals, like livestock, you could grow animals so big and end world hunger, like, immediately. And he didn't think about that. It's supposed to be that it has the same amount of atoms and molecules. They just, the space in between them are different. So it's really that it might be bigger or smaller, but it still has the same amount of stuff in it. So it's not really helpful. I don't know. It's fake. It's fake. Yeah. It's fake. I bet there's some reason. Okay. Are we ready for the, the, the training, training montage? montage? Yep. Okay. So it starts with the training of diving through a keyhole, e- running at do. it, getting small to go through the keyhole, and then getting big again, which is which is funny because Hope's just, like, annoyed because she could do it in the suit, obviously. Um, but also, like, that seems... Like, I, I suppose in, like, the heat of battle, if you're, like, running from someone, that could be convenient. But, like, why not just stay small the whole time? Why not just run up the wall and climb through the keyhole? Because it takes longer because your feet are really small. Sure, but, you're like, stride. it's less difficult. <laughs> um, you have to climb up something really high. He seems to be able to stick to walls like Spider-Man <laughs> when he's tiny. Yeah, but, like, okay. Okay. I don't like why am I defending this stupid thing (laughs) like maybe it's the difference between hey climb up something 50 stories high and then back down again or do this thing that's simpler I suppose also why not just go under the door it's like it's like the thing of like why do I have to do my homework it's to prove that you can like do it on a test it's homework practice doing this really difficult task so that when it comes around to, like, doing the test, you're going to be able to do something. You know, why not just shrink to the size of the floor, go under the door, and then get back up? Because, like, doors don't touch the floor. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to open doors. True. Uh, yeah, there's so many problems with this. But he does that. And then he learns how to punch. Yep. And yeah, then- yeah. You're, when you're small, your energy is compressed, question mark, is what my note said, because it didn't make sense. And then she punches him in the face, and it's funny. Yes, that's true. We hope. Um, then we learned a lot. We learned that the lie about how mom died, mm-hmm. um, which is in a plane accident. We learned about the regulator, the size regulator, and what somatomic means. It means you go to a quantum lo- a state where you don't care about anything and lose all sense of yourself and time and space and everything, mm-hmm. which is obviously like what happened to mom. We learn about ants. Mm-hmm. I'm an opera. We learn about crazy ants. These are actually um, the version that we have in this movie are actually called uh, Tawny or Raspberry Crazy Ants. They are not native to the United States. They are... Um, uh, but they are common now in parts of the U.S., including Texas, and they can fry out your electricity. Mm. Um, bullet ants. 
They are number one on the Schmidt Pain Index. They're native to mostly Nicaragua, but um, parts of Central and South America. Uh, they're over an inch long, so they're really long. And they're really like handsome looking ants. You look at me weird. I can see that. I know that everybody like listening right now is also probably looking at me weird, but they they are. And also I love plugs. And this is where I'm going to plug my Instagram account, <laughs> which is called Bug Surprise with the Z in it because it's like a prize. But um, there is some idiot on the internet on YouTube who goes around and gets like stung and bitten by all of these um these like crazy wasps and ants. And hey. so, um, there is some idiot. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Do it for the vine. Yeah. And so he goes and gets a bullet ant and it's, it's just, it's just really nice looking ant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really big, but gross. Um, but like the other thing about it is like, and I did this like, um, he did this with um, a red velvet ant too, but like they, they, he has to like coax them into stinging him, basically, because like he'll take them and he'll put them in like a little bell jar and then push it, then like put them against his arm, and they'll like, like this bullet ant was like just trying to climb out the top of the bell jar where there's just glass, and he, it didn't want to sting him. He, he doesn't do it until he. He grabs them with like the forceps, which are basically <laughs> Jesus. Twizer- tweezers, and like holds them against the, his arm until the until they sting him. Um, same thing with he did it with a a red velvet ant, which is the only other one I've bothered to see. Where this ant did not want to sting him, he was like against the against the the glass, and he would just kept like nibbling at the edge of the glass to try to get out and wouldn't. Wouldn't sting him until he held him with the forceps. Okay. Some people have interesting hobbies. Yeah. Um, carpenter ants? I hate carpenter ants. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to tell me about something? They were like in my house and like not like in mass. So they weren't like being termites, but like, um, there was like, cause they're big. Yeah. And there was one in my bedroom. And it freaked me the fuck out because it's like on my pillow. And I was like, what is this giant thing on my pillow? And then the next day I found one in the hallway, also upstairs. And I was like, how are these ants getting in the house? And why are they upstairs? And why aren't they like in a pack like ants usually are? And like, uh-huh. it seemed weird because like they were in such separate areas of the house, but still like on the th- second floor is very confusing. And then we never saw any more. So gross. Oh. I hate bugs. I hate large bugs. Like, I don't mind, like, a tiny ant, but, like, when you can see detail on a bug, just, like, at normal distance, that's disgusting. Okay. The worst are spiders. You know I love spiders. Gross. Okay. Anyway, these are kind of, like, the main ants in this movie. This is what the, the flying ants are that Ant-Man, like, rides around on and flies around on all the time the male carpenter ants. Um, and then there's also fire ants, which are red and smaller. They make rafts? Yeah. Okay, so... What does um, that mean? They, um, not that they, like, physically assemble a raft, but they all get together and, like, 
hold on to each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like their the physical body full of just ants. So ants, gross. Ants. Yeah, but it's helpful if you're like trying to survive a like flood. You know how you stop that? You pour boiling water on them. Pour boiling water on your raft of ants in a flood. No, to like get them off your sidewalk. Okay. So this is just general ant advice. Yes. Okay. Or baby powder. Not specific to uh, to ant rafts. <laughs> okay. Well, because to- if you just use regular water, they'll just float. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, don't drop popsicle sticks outside on your property because they'll come. <laughs> that is really good advice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas describes them as architects to get you out of a tight spot because they can hold on to each other. Um, um, we learn about the plan. They look at floor plans and guard stations. They learn that the yellow jacket suit is through a five millimeter tube, which has a laser grid protecting it. So they clearly like, he clearly thinks that like there is an Ant-Man suit out there and that Ant-Man suit is going to come get his yellow jacket thing. But I imagine like, the discussions to like or like the okay we're gonna keep it in here and also we're gonna put a straw on it and also <laughs> and also we're gonna need to put a laser on the straw and then like whoever your tech is who has to assemble this thing for you is like what the fuck is that guy thinking tiny lasers on a yeah, on a tiny, tiny tube. <laughs> like, what do you, like, is he afraid of dust? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, oh, he also gets tiny shrink and blow up discs, meaning little, like, I don't call them, like, ninja star things that when he throws them, that they'll either shrink something or make it bigger. Yeah. So I'm taking the language from the honey, I blew up the baby. Or blew up the kid. Oh, yeah. Not like explode the kid, but like made it bigger. Enlarged. Um, uh, learning about relationships. We learned that Hope's mad at her father. Um, the past In the past, when her mom died, like number one, she doesn't know how her mom actually died. When she died, like he disappeared for two weeks and then sent her off to boarding school and they never talked about it. Um, Hope learns that Scott has a daughter named Cassie and that... Um, Scott learns that Hope's sorry that she called the police on him because he wouldn't have done it if he, she knew about his daughter yeah. when he broke in to return the suit. Um, which in her, like, really, she was just trying to um, get to be the one who wears the Ant-Man suit and pulls off the heist, which she is qualified for. Yeah. More so than Scott. Scott learns how to relate to ants and control them using the... Uh, hearing aid thing yeah um hope eventually learns how her mom died in 1987 she was the wasp and she uh, shrunk to subatomic levels when trying to uh, squeeze between some atoms to get into a nuclear bomb which Mm -hmm. really is a thing that doesn't make sense to me because it's not an atom bomb (laughs) okay that was a pun right (laughs) it was okay (laughs) No, because, like, you're trying to get in, and then, like, then once you're in, what what are you doing? Well, so... You've lost yourself at that point, right? That's what I'm confused by, because the suggestion to me was that you can't 
unsubatomic yourself once you're that size. Yep. But then so Scott does do that. Yeah. Right. So. So like that was the thing that you usually can't, but like Scott manages it through like pure will or whatever. Oh no! You know what I think he does that I bet that just Michelle Pfeiffer didn't think of. He takes because it shorts out the regulator. And I don't know if Pim ever says that that's what happens, but that's what happens to Scott. And then he takes the like enlargement ninja star and uses that to replace the core of the regulator that he was told not to mess with. Yes. And that's how he embiggens himself. Yes. Yes. So, but it, okay. But it's my problem, <laughs> my problem with it is so your plan is to shrink small to get between atoms. So once you're that small, then that you lose yourself. So you shrunk it small enough to get into this like um, atomic bomb that is what they're trying to save them save from. But like once you're that small, once you're inside, you can't do anything because you're lost yourself. Oh, yeah. so you can't actually disarm this bomb or whatever you're trying to do or set it to a different course so it doesn't hurt anybody. Like you're just gone. Yeah. So like that didn't make any sense to me. Along with the fact that you wouldn't actually have to to get that small for like most any reason, yeah, <laughs> because um because late you know like for both of them nothing looks welded shut. No, it looks like you know you could get smaller and get between the panels, but it doesn't look welded shut to me. Yeah. Also, you know who could stop that vision. Because he can. Oh, we didn't talk about this. I don't know if you even picked up on this. This is an annotation to last episode. Did you notice that Vision has a power which is like phasing through solid matter? Yes, I was like <laughs> laser third eye or with the mind stone. Yes, because uh-huh. the most powerful of the infinity stones. Yes, yeah. I did notice that. So he can like walk through walls and like. Oh wait, he can just like walk through walls. No, I did not notice that. Yeah, not laser phase. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, I'm put his body like part through phaser. things. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, he can do that. That makes no sense. I got problems with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Back, back to this. That's how the wasp died and presumably didn't save anybody from anything. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, Final training mis- mission is a stealth... Inquisition to retrieve some old Stark tech from a a Stark uh, warehouse, but it turned oh it's stealth decoy tech, but it turns out it's actually the new Avengers facility from Avengers to Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where everybody's like running around training to be Avengers because everybody gets to be an Avenger now. So, um, this is what happened, sort of. Number one, small Scott and some small ants climb onto an airplane and then drop out of that airplane. I got lots of problems with this. Well, I got lots of problems with being small. Because, like, what are you breathing? Tiny atoms? No. Not okay. <laughs> but, but, okay, just ants on an airplane seems like, like, when, ant- when insects get cold, they get really, like, slow. Their metabolism slows down. So... And, like, a lot of times if they freeze, they die. Okay. Not all insects, but 
Anyway, so like when they drop out of this airplane, which is like they're gonna be frozen. Anyway. Yeah. Scott probably too. Yeah, and Scott probably too, but maybe your fancy motorcycle suit has some uh, some insulation mm. in it. I don't know. Who cares? It's fiction, right? Okay. And then, so he drops out of the airplane, they fly into the thing, and they're like, I thought this was an abandoned warehouse. And he's like, looks like, look like it's, like it's new, and but nobody's home. And he's like, oh, people are home. And then he lands on the roof, and then Falcon comes in and is like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't think you can see me. And he's like, I can hear you. And then he like gets big and is like, hi, I'm Scott. And he, they're back at home. They're back at home. Uh, Hope and Dr. Hank Pym are listening and they're like, did he just say this is, I'm Scott? And they're like, and they're like yeah. And then he gets real small and beats up the falcon and then steals the tech and then returns home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which makes it a really great break time. I don't like the Falcon. You don't like the Falcon, the character, like Sam Wilson, or you don't like, like the Falcon as a superhero, an Avenger. Both. I prefer Colonel Best Friend and Bucky. Okay, I can understand how you prefer Colonel Best Friend, but I think Sam Wilson, the guy, is just a nice person. Yeah, but he shouldn't be an Avenger. Well, they're letting everybody be Avengers now. I know, they shouldn't. You should have to have superpowers. At least super strength. Like Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man in the suit all have like super strength and a level of invulnerability. Nobody else does. Like everyone else has just human squishy bodies (laughs) and they'd be dead immediately. Yeah, but like Red Widow and... Hawkeye have always Black been Widow. Oh crap. Black Widow and Hawkeye have always been part of the Avengers and have always had human squishy bodies. I don't think they were Avengers. I think they were just like shield agent sidekicks and then people decided they liked them enough and now they're Avengers. Well, maybe now that shield like doesn't exist. Maybe the only thing left is the Avengers, so that has to fill all the role, including the people who like write out the paychecks. I think that's just Tony stuff. (laughs) Yeah, or Will Pepper, (laughs) rather. Yeah, not pay the paychecks. The admin duty of writing out the paychecks and like doing payroll. Oh, like HR. Yes. So are the HR representatives also Avengers? Um. They are because there's no shield to uh, no shield HR department now. <laughs> now there's just the Avengers HR department. Okay. Okay. Now are you ready to take a break and talk about money? Uh huh. So Dale, how much do you think this movie cost to make? Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd seem expensive. Whoever the hell plays Darren Cross doesn't ex- seem expensive. And neither does Evangeline Lilly. She's only been in Lost, as far as I know. There was lots of CG. There was not very much fireworks. 
So I'm going to go with $150,000 or $150 million. A little less. $125. A little more. $140. A little less. $130. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that, that's pretty cheap. Computer graphics are doing pretty good. How much do you think it made? Um, People liked this movie because it was funny. But they didn't like it as much as they liked the first Avengers. Or Age of Ultron. <laughs> or Age of Ultron. So, I'm going to go with less than a billion dollars. Correct. Okay, great. <laughs> Excellent segment. <laughs> Can you be more specific? Um, $500 million. Yeah. Yeah? About. Okay, yeah. great. End of... 519. End of segment. I. Oh, I was just going to say it is the second least highest grossing of the MCU. Please say it's after the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Ant Man and the Wasp did better. It did. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> So Darren Cross drops by the Pym House. When? This is right after um, Scott gets back from uh, robbing the Avengers of that little piece of tech he needed. He drops by. I was asleep. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is just going to be the Dale podcast. (laughs) Dale talks about ants. Darren drops by the Pym House and says, we're expecting $15 billion in sales. Um, why don't you come by? I want you to be proud of me, essentially. Um, and then ask questions like, why did you pick me? And then he's li- then Pym says, I saw myself in you. And then he's like, why did you push me away? And then Pym's like, I saw too much of myself in you. And then, they re- then um, in the other room, Hope and Scott realize, oh, shit, we left all our four plans and all our skiing out in the living room and they have the ants roll it up. Oh. Yeah. Don't leave your plans laying around. Um, or he, don't invite your mortal enemy into your home. They, he didn't invite him. He just came in. He said, he's, you know, he walked out into the living room and he was there and he's like, how'd you get in? He's like, you left your door open. Don't do that either. You old man. That's yeah. old people get murdered. It's not because they can't defend themselves because they're old. That too. But they wouldn't need to defend themselves if they locked the doors. <laughs> I guess not. Or maybe if they didn't have like fancy safes in the basement that made people think they were rich. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Um, Hope thinks that Darren Cross is onto them and is like, oh no. And then Darren calls her and she's like, where are you? And she's like, I'm at home. And, and I was like, oh, crap. He's going to be like, on my way over based on their like previous, I thought they were in a romantic relationship kind of thing. But turns out, no, he's just like, I just left Dr. Hank's house and the, he, I got nothing for con- but contempt for him. And I want to scale up production and I want to get more security measures like having laser grids on all of our air vents and blah, blah, blah. 
Do they not live together? Who? Hope and Pim. No. Oh. She's an adult. Okay. He's wealthy. Yeah. That's she- a big house. He doesn't need to live there alone. He's elderly. He's not that elderly. <laughs> He's not like, help me, help me cook. Yeah, no, she doesn't live there. She she leaves the house many times. We never says, see her house, though. No, we never see her house. Okay. Yeah. I just assumed she lived there. Oh. Uh, I assumed that when... She's uh, just always over there because she's helping... Paul Rudd woke up in that bed. It was her bed. No, now Paul Rudd lives there. <laughs> okay. Because he doesn't live at the... At the uh, hotel anymore with his uh, his uh, criminal buddies. Yeah. Also, what he, has he hasn't train. told his criminal friends anything. It's been like three weeks. He was just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true because they probably still think he's in jail. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Don't worry. Soon they will know. <laughs> like the next scene, they will know. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, Darren's expecting this kind of attack, and they're like, oh no, we need to adjust the plan. So we we need more people. So they invite the other guys, mm. Luis, right, and Dave, and the other guy, Ti. No, Dave is Ti. Oh, the Russian one, and the Russian one, Kurt. Um, and they devise this new plan for how they get in because now they can't use the air vents anymore because they have lasers, which like. I don't know. Like, there are cracks everywhere, so. Yeah. But whatever. You could dive through a laser. If this was a real heist movie, there would be laser diving. This is a real heist movie. <laughs> it's not. I don't care. This certainly isn't, like, a superhero movie. A little bit. Whatever. So, plan is, so we can't go through the air vents anymore. We're going to go through the water main. But there's you there's too much because they can't screen the water main because there's too much pressure. So they'll need someone on the inside to adjust the water pressure. So they're gonna get security guard Luis. Eyes in the sky are gonna be Kurt and Dave is gonna be wheels on the ground. So they go in through the water main, which is like somehow through the like sewer system. Like, not the, like, to the wastewater treatment plant sewer system, but the drains to the ocean sewer system, which makes no sense because that's where Paul Rudd in his suit and his ants go in. Okay. Right? But they're actually going in, like, so that's, like, the rainwater system. That's where they, like, show him going in. Mm-hmm. But really, they're going in through the the drinking water, potable water system because they have... Luis whistle and then punch out and knock out a guy. And uh, uh, I woke up for that. I saw that. I remember that. They're standing by a door. That was the other security guard. Oh, was that later? But, but, but good job. Yep. He turns a, a handle or a, what do you call those things? Yeah, it's a handle. It's like a handle. It's round. Like a knob? Yeah, let's go with a knob. Okay. To reduce the pressure of the water. Oh. So that they can get in, and that's the pot of water. And then, like, they're, like, rafting down this thing on his pile of fire, or, uh, yeah, on his pile of fire ants. And he's, like, he has to get up through this thing, and there's, like, fire ants coming from above to, like, be a rope to, for him to climb up on. And then all the other ants come in and fly through, and he ends up, he just, like, 
comes out, like clinks out and uh, comes out the bathroom faucet. Okay. So different water systems. So I have a problem with that, but that's how they get in. Mm-hmm. I think the one that you were watching was when the guy gets stung by the bullet ant. Is that the one you woke up for? No, he, Louis punches someone. He punches that guy too, because then he's like, ah, because he got stung by a bullet ant, which is like being equivalent to being shot. Oh, okay. And makes noises, and he punches that guy too. Yep. And then I wrote, uh oh, outside there's a <laughs> Crown Victoria, which is the number one undercover cop car because it's just the under number one cop car. But like, it's getting less and less so yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's usually the uh, Fords. What is it? No. What's the new one? It's a nice car. It's the one that the Transformers are made of. Why do you think I have ever watched the Transformers? Every time you bring up Transformers. <laughs> it's a major franchise that people know. I don't know. What is it called? That's going to bother me. I know I'm letting you answer it. Oh. Well, now in 2018, it's the Ford Interceptor, but that's not what I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Crown Vic. The Dodge Charger. That's what I was trying to think of. No, the Dodge Charger is like way too fancy. No, there's tons of them. Really? Yeah. Like the Dodge Charger, I think of as a sports car. It's like a muscle car. It's like a muscle car. Yeah. Yeah. So I do not think, oh, as an undercover cop car or just no, a regular just car? just a regular cop car. I do not know. Yeah. Look. Really? I think of them more as, um, what were we just talking about earlier today? This is like the what standard like have? police car now. An Impala? It, oh, damn. That is crazy. That doesn't seem right to be a And in car. Seattle, they have a lot of these and then a lot of um, of the SUVs. And instead of being black and white, they're blue. But like a dark navy, almost like a plum. Yeah, I think they don't even make Crown Victorias anymore. They do. But a lot of people have them. The, Look like, it up. Repurposed. Um, repurposed cop cars. Mm-hmm, with a little light on the front. It's kind of annoying. Anyway, so they realize that this is probably the cops. And the cops actually get out of the car and start hassling Dr. Pym, probably arresting him for, I guess, impersonating a lawyer. I'm not exactly sure. They stopped making them in April 2001. That's, That's a 2011. Long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dave is like, uh oh, we gotta, like, we need Pym, Hank Pym in that building. And so Dave gets out and steals the cop car. Oh. And the. And then the cop take off on foot and like he's and he crashes the cop car into a tree. So I didn't think that I fell asleep for very long, but I remember all of none of this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Steals the cop car, runs into the tree, runs back to the van. Okay. Like all the things, like lights on when he steals the cop car so that they know it's their car that's being stolen and will stop like him hassling Dr. Pim. So it's really a genius move. But what happens is once he gets back to the van, he's like, yeah, did you see that? I'm awesome. And then he hits the um, he hits the um, car horn, which starts playing either the La Couturata, <laughs> like I think it's playing, or whatever song it actually plays. Okay. Um, and so then they're like, I know that. <laughs> I know that song. <laughs> so so then they're like onto this van, so they're gonna go see the van. Um, in the meantime, Ant Man is inside and he goes to the server room 
and he goes and fries out all the electrical on the servers with crazy ants to race all the data about the PIM particle, mm. which is actually not necessary considering what happens later in a few minutes in the movie. Then he goes to the yellow jacket chamber where the meeting is gather- gathering to in the yellow jacket like safe room um, to try to sell that yellow jacket process there. He's introducing people. He's like, these are representatives from Hydra. They aren't what they once were. And I are like, the Hydra division of S.H.I.E.L.D., the former Hydra division of S.H.I.E.L.D. still exists. I feel like you're making all this up. I'm not making all this up. <laughs> you should probably not fall asleep. Um, Hail Hydra. Scott set some bombs that were miniaturized onto the ants and backpacks, but now are bigger and above the chamber. Um, the van is having trouble with the pot. The cops, and they are barely get the laser grids down before the cops get them out of the car. Um, the high skill is wrong. Cross takes out the yellow jacket suit and traps Scott in the yellow jacket suit chamber. So he's in this mm-hmm. like little like Tupperware looking thing. And then he talks like big villain speech. And he says, what do you call the only man who can arm the most powerful weapon in the world? The most powerful man in the world tries to kill Hank, but again, I disagree. I don't think this is that cool. <sighs> oh, you don't agree with the like what do you call the most powerful man? You don't agree that that's the most powerful weapon. Yeah, in the world. you don't think it will help us return to a simpler time where we can all <laughs> eat Pepperidge Farms cookies? I just in this same film series, I have seen scepters that are both like. Razor sharp, but also can mind control people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've seen a box that can freeze people into ice. (laughs) And, like, a hammer that can only be lifted by the worthy and summons lightning. Like, I don't think this yellow jacket suits that impressive. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. There's a man who could breathe fire. That's also true. (laughs) Okay. I can't disagree with that. (laughs) But he's making a big villain speech. But the yellow jacket suit is way better than the Ant-Man suit. Because <laughs> it has those little pole things that yes. shoot lasers. <laughs> and it, it flies. And it flies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get ants for that. Um, I don't know how it flies, though. I was trying to figure that out. It looked I like it, it maybe little had little jetpacks. Jet but I couldn't, like, there was no, like, propulsion. Yeah, I was going with little jetpack things like the Iron Man suit. So, he tries to kill Hank. Hank pulls a gun on Cross from one of the other guys in the room. Scott breaks out of the cage. Hank gets shot in the arm, kind of shoulder area. Ant-Man goes to get the yellow jacket suit while Hope and Hank, uh, or Hope helps Hank with his injury. Hank and Hope get out of the building with the tank keychain, which turns out to just be a, ca- a tank. They ride that out of the building through the wall. Room. Were you awake during this? No. Oh, my gosh. Cross goes out through the helipad. He tries to shoot flying ants and succeeds in shooting uh, Ant-Man's favorite ant, Anthony, Mm. who is a flying male ant. So it's appropriate that his uh, name is a male ant name, a male ant name pun. So Anthony is the name of one of the guys from Queer Eye, the Netflix revival, but it's spelled with an I, not a Y. And I think it's a made-up name, but maybe it's his real name. Who knows? Um, but he's super hot. Okay. I have a lot of feelings about Anthony. 
You have a lot of feelings, a lot of, a lot of people. <laughs> they fight on a helicopter? Okay, so this is where I woke up because... Oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember a fight on the helicopter, but I remember... Oh, there is definitely a fight on the helicopter. He's like... He kills, like, Anthony, the favorite Anne. He rides a different Anne, and he's all mad. And then he, like, then he, like, has to, like, gets big on the side of the helicopter and punches the window. And, like, then. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. But and then I remember. In the helicopter. It was, like, a, a small, fancy helicopter, right? It was, like, yeah. a luxury helicopter. Yes. And then they're in a briefcase. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then, um. Darren Cross puts on the yellow jacket suit and he's like shooting the lasers inside the helicopter and yeah, a whole Oh mess yeah, and then he kills the pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the yeah. helicopter starts going down and then somehow they end up inside his briefcase and then he's like still shooting the lasers out. Yeah. And, and it's like, just like little pew lasers like <laughs> all over and then they fall into some family swimming pool as they're like barbecuing. Yeah. And meanwhile both uh both the cops are following the helicopter and the van with Dave and Kurt are following the helicopter. And they fall on somebody's swimming pool. They both get out uh, real life size and or, and then get small and fight through the that family's living room. And then like um, the yellow jacket ends up on the bug zapper and then the cops come around the side of the building and then they totally tase Paul Rudd <laughs> slash Scott Lang. And then he gets... Uh, put in the back of that cop car. That Crown Vic undercover cop car. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're riding around and he's trying to be like, no, we have to go back. There's something dangerous in that bug zapper. And they're like, uh, you're delusional. <laughs> Even though they just saw a tank come out the side of a building. Yeah. And that like lasers shooting from a helicopter. They're like, you're delusional. Um, then they get the this uh, notification over the radio that there is a 1036 in progress at 840 Winter Street, which is uh, Paxton's house. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Cassie has been kidnapped, which is totally true. She's been kidnapped by the yellow jacket. Um, uh, once the cops get out of the car, because they won't let him out, Scott scoots into his helmet and shrinks down. And then uh, enters the room, and they fight on Thomas the train engine. They make a big ant. They make a big Thomas the train engine. Um, Baxton runs up the stairs and uh, sees some of the stuff that happens. And Scott eventually has to shrink between the molecules, get into the yellow jacket's, like, power supply weird thing on his back control module. I don't know. But it doesn't really make sense because you don't need to shrink that far. He was just trying to, like, pull off the hatch. But, like, if there's, like, a line there, that means you probably don't need to shrink that far to get through molecules because it's not attached to each other. And uh, then Scott gets out of the quantum realm because he hears his daughter saying, Daddy, where do you go? But, like, also when he's down there, I don't know what he's doing. And he's, like, punching things. I don't know. Comments? 10.36 10.36 means it's the correct time in police lingo. It's different where you go because sometimes it's the penal code section. So for the state of California, it tends to be different than other areas. Or they just made up a number that sounded good for somebody to say up over the radio because they made up 1040 Winter Street. Confidential information. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. They made something up. <laughs> um. Yeah, all that happens. 
like the funny part of this is it seems really dramatic because they're fighting on like a train set and it's you know it's essentially like very reminiscent of like old westerns where people are on top of trains and like people are getting hit by trains but it's really a play thing Mm -hmm. and then like you know then you see the real thing and it's just like a toy that like topples on its side or like land somewhere the juxtaposition is funny Mm -hmm. um resolution hank is okay after being scott uh shot scott after being scott after after being shot scott and hope are kissing buddies after officer paxton maggie and scott are getting along Paxton doctored the release records for the Scott night Scott got out of jail, so it looks like he was released correctly. They are keeping the big ant that they enlarged as a pet. Um, Scott is working as Ant-Man uh, with, now with his team of ex-cons. Stan Lee is a bartender who is commenting on a crazy, stupid, fine writer chick that is dating Louise's friend who ends up telling them that the Avengers are looking for Ant-Man. Right. All of that stuff. You totally remember, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because now we're on to... You're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Gross. So the after credit scene is Hank and Hope are looking at a soup. He says, you can't destroy a power. All you can do is make sure it's in the right hands. This is a prototype that your mother and I were working on together. I realized we were working on it for you. And she, she's like, thanks, Dad. About downtime. Because, like, really, there was no, like, there's not, like, a super great reason why she shouldn't have been in the suit in the first place other than she had to, like, distract Pam. Yeah. Or distract Darren Cross. Um, and then the second after credit scene was Sam and Captain America, Sam Wilson Falcon, right? Yeah. Yes. Found Bucky Barnes and aren't able to contact Tony because of the accords. Sam Wilson says he knows a guy. Yeah. So that's not a very good after credit scene because much like the one from Iron Man, it's literally just a scene from the next movie. <laughs> okay. So Felix, what was your favorite part? Uh, the train bit. Okay. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Um. I said the ants, but I also really liked when it, her, his daughter got that present. And she's like, <laughs> it's so ugly. And she's like, I love it. And then I like when she stuck to her guns and her, and her mom like was like tugging her into oh, bed. Yeah. I was like, you sure you don't want another toy? And she's like, I'm sure. I thought that was adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your least favorite part? Um... All the stuff about, like, the suit shrinking you, because, like, that made no sense. Mine was all the talking parts. What? There's a lot of talking in this movie that I did not remember, and that's why I fell asleep, because, like... It wasn't because you, like, totally haven't been sleeping regularly. Well, also that, but, like... Because you also fell asleep and were sleeping during the... Action-y parts as well. But that was because there was so much talking beforehand. I know, but, like, the talking beforehand was, like, actually more interesting because it was about, like, this is my relationship with my father. Oh, I didn't and, care about any of that. Oh Pim was talking for a really long time, then Hope was talking, and I was, like, in and out, and then I just, I totally forgot there was, like, 
that whole heist sequence. Like, I remembered it happening, but I didn't remember being that involved. <laughs> like, I woke up and Luis was punching the guy and I assumed I'd only been asleep for like a minute. <laughs> Probably like 20 minutes. That's okay. I hate all of your movies too. <laughs> so, what did we learn? Um, that if you want to fall asleep, <laughs> watch a heist movie. Okay. <laughs> I learned that Felix isn't sleeping well. Yeah. I learned that your car horn can give you away. Yeah. So maybe you should uh, like disable that before your he- big heist. I learned that if you get fired from Baskin Robbins, you should steal a smoothie. Okay. <laughs> I learned that the great way to distract the cops is to steal their car. I don't even know if we have Baskin Robbins here. Probably in the suburbs. Um. And anything else? I learned that uh, the problems in the real world are reflected in this movie, and it's a tough line for ex-cons to get straight. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew that already, but... <laughs> I learned a lot about the prison population of San Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, how many Batman vs. Supermans? You are never a god. You are never even a man. Kill Mark! Kill Martha. Um. Okay, so I like this a lot. Uh-huh. I like this because the talkie parts made sense. The science parts made no sense. I like that there were ants in it. And I like that, like, I like the romance. It sort of made sense, but there wasn't a lot of focus on it. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, despite his, like, clear workout routine or body double in that scene, whatever happened, is still not as hot as what's-his-face. Thor. Yes. Yeah. Actor name here. Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He's cute, though. He is. Like a puppy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I should give this a higher score than than uh, Thor. Oh. Uh huh. So I'm gonna go with 45. Jesus. <laughs> um, I can't believe you didn't see that coming. After, like, I don't know why you didn't like this compared so to like bad. the shit you like. It's so boring. <laughs> it's it's about like how I can't connect with my father. Because he's sort of a jerk, but he's not as big of a jerk as Odin. You know who else can't connect with their father? Tony Stark, and it's a lot more interesting. No, it's not, because you never see that father. They're never, like, you you know he can't connect, but, like, they never actually, like, talk about it or address it. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. they do. They do during, like, the video flashbacks during the Stark Expo. They do in Captain America Winter Soldier. No, in Civil War. Okay, I haven't seen Civil War yet. Those flashbacks are not addressing it. They're just showing that it happened. Okay. And they're barely doing that. I just... And his father keeps changing faces, so that's kind of disturbing. It is. I don't care about Hank Pym. I don't... Just nothing about this movie. It's fun or interesting. The action set pieces aren't fun or interesting except for the train one. None of the actions that pieces are ever interesting. <laughs> like the train one was the most 
interesting thing in this whole <gasps> series. You always zone out during the action sequences. That's because so. they're boring. Yeah, that's why I fell asleep during the heist. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, what's next up? You have to pick a movie. I get to pick a movie. What am I going to pick? A Bug's Life. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick A Bug's Life. Okay. You love bugs. I do love bugs, but I don't think I want to see a CG movie about fake bugs. So, this is what I was thinking is Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is... Has Chris Evans in it. <laughs> Somebody is so excited about this. He's not very attractive in that movie. He's got facial hair, but he's still in it. <laughs> And it's based on a comic book. It is. And written it, written and directed by or directed by Edgar Wright, who partially wrote it, wrote Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. So that seems like also a very good choice. So we'll see. Do you want to guess what happens? Have you seen the Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Yeah. Okay. You want to tell us what happens in it? Um, Michael Sarah's awkward. Because that's his character and his real life personality. And Have you met him? <laughs> <laughs> or do you watch enough like chat shows that you know that he is I actually awkward? Assume that he's awkward. Okay. Um, because that's every character he plays. So join us next time when Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and if you ha- and we discuss the conclusion to phase two. Yeah, I don't know if we have any like supplemental materials to watch for that, like last time. We we didn't have supplemental materials last time. The one-shots. Yeah, we did that separately. Yeah? That was a completely separate event. Well, stay tuned. 